Welcome back to another episode of Not Enough Asian by 1.5 Chinese Podcast. What? What? Hi. Hi. <laughs> I think we are supposed to introduce ourselves. Oh Remember yes. The last feedback that we there made. was some feedback in the last podcast. They don't know what is our name, and then we just kept talking and talking and talking and talking, and then at some point we were saying hey, Meishan, and then they realized that oh, one of them is called Meishan, right? All right. So for new listeners, my name is Meishan, and with me, I'm Joyce. Okay. This is the 1.5 Asians that you guys are hearing from. <laughs> Today is another exciting episode of 1.5 uh, Chinese podcast. Today we have a guest which makes us more than 1.5 Asian. We have another two full Asians with us today. Right? I don't know what is the math here, but definitely more than 1.5. Today's episode, we are going to talk about enough of gossip girls, enough of plastic sisters. For the benefit of a non-Asian listener, Plastic sisters in direct translation means that these people are very fake. As fake as the fake plant in your house. Basically, think mean girls, Regina George and her friends. Correct. Right. So today's guests are not foreigners. They are Singaporeans. And they are also not foreign to the podcast, right? Today we have Lin. Hi, Lin. Hi. And we have Eileen. Hi. Hello. Uh, if you have followed us for a while now, you will know that these two girls were on uh, to talk about relationships last year. This year, we're talking about gossip girls. All right. Yes. So today, <laughs> I'm so nervous today. I don't know. This Every time we get people. same room, then we get nervous again. Then all of us start giggling in the room. Okay. So today we uh we talk about enough of gossip girls and enough of uh plastic sisters, which means you know fake friendships, female friendship to the extent of female pettiness, right? So maybe we will start with uh how. Each of us, you know, meet our best female friend. A uh, friend or friends are uh, doesn't be of singular. It can be many people's. You can have more than one female friend. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Eileen, you want to start first? Uh, okay. So, I think personally, I have a lot of female friends. That's why I was also struggling a little when they ask, uh, where did I meet my best female friend? I was like, how many? Which one? <laughs> So I think looking back, um, most of my female best friends right, were from like primary school, secondary school, polytechnic. And I think actually in the last recent years, I have met some girlfriends, but I feel like because my best friends have um, filled up those spaces from like secondary school, primary school, and it's kind of like, okay, you are the people that I met in the last few years is like, okay, you are too new. You, are, you can't take the crown. So I always have that notion. But uh, I'm starting to rethink that now. So, but yeah, okay, just to summarize, I think most of my best, closest female friends are mostly from schools and, and they have been there since, I think, at least minimally 10 years. So yeah, passing on. Yeah, yeah Lin. Slightly different because I think I only have like the one from school back in the day until now. And then the rest is all either from work or from some random <laughs> relationships are you talking about me <laughs> you almost there la. we also need to look at the <laughs> the time period spent invested in our relationship together okay you mean um, which era is it like the <laughs> prehistorical <laughs> Mediterranean no I don't know yeah. I have one who legit we met when we were five years old until now okay, not before Christ, before Christ is it five years not old. before Christ it's uh, after <laughs> anyway uh, so, so I, there are a few not too many. Um, and I think it's not too hard to meet new friends, but to really act as, as an adult, as a working adult, mm. to have time vested in a friendship is very difficult. So I guess, yeah, it really depends on if you have that time and the effort to actually 
thrown into their friendship. Uh. But I got a few uh, from more from the adult time. Mm. Okay, as for myself, I have different groups of close friends. But best friends are those that um, I met in secondary school mostly. And then like work, we also have work best friends. And yeah, so basically those people who... Those people who I consider best friends are those people that I'm most, most comfortable with. Probably know too much about me <laughs> that people are not supposed to know. So anyway. Can hold you ransom with the photos they have, is it? Um, yes. <laughs> too many. <laughs> and it's, it cannot break. If the person is shit, you just have to suck it up. <laughs> because it's just too much information is oh. on the person's hand. Yeah. Public image at risk. Mm-hmm. Staring at Yiling now. Okay, anyway. Joy. For me, actually, I don't have much childhood friends per se. Maybe like primary school friends, I have like two that I'm close with. Secondary school, too much plastic sisters, so cut them all off. Then uh, polytechnic and the, the, you know, the higher education years, I was busy working. So I have more work friends that like friends that I met through outside than in school. So it's a bit sad, but to be honest, none of them hang out anymore. Yeah. And I as you go along, I collected more female friends from random places. Yes, looking at you. Like uh ex-coworker, ex-vendors, ex uh, yeah, ex-clients, ex-bosses, a lot of exes, lah, basically. Anyway, speaking of all these different mixed pot of people that y'all meet from different areas, right? How you know the the friendship blossom and what is the current state with all these people like was there any attrition was there any um drama spill the tea now it's a good time you know like like what is the evolution of these people mm, i think most of it from school right there definitely were drama and i think because if you met from school you were kind of growing up together so there was a lot of competition here and there i feel those uh, i feel more drama and competition from like friends that have been with you for a very long time because uh, you grew up then maybe suddenly you're comparing uh, finances suddenly whose job makes more money suddenly whose boyfriend is more handsome la, that kind of stuff so it becomes a little toxic and I guess because your starting point was the same you all start from like oh this class this school you graduated together and somehow along the way right some start to feel a little uh, what's that word maybe uh, uh, in balance because uh, maybe they feel like oh you are achieving more in life that sort of stuff so I do realize friends that you met when you were younger uh, there can be a little more toxic and there's more toxic in uh, tox- toxicity in these relationships uh, because of all of this And but I do notice that um, with these friends maybe I'm also there's also an unhealthy pattern because you kind of like want to give in to them because if it's the same person that I meet today I wouldn't give them shit like I wouldn't I would just cut it off you wouldn't give them more time but somehow maybe based on the fact that oh you have like 10 years of history Mm. so you kind of like give them some you know leeway okay we should keep trying that kind of Mm. stuff yeah but I realized um adult female friendships are for me today are a lot more healthier because you actually bond based on where you are in your current state the things you like to do, uh, topics that you talk about. Frankly speaking, a lot of friends I made from school, right? Just you kind of stick to them because of the years that you have, but maybe you don't really have a lot to talk about already. Or oh, as in the dropping, start dropping off because yeah, of because you start to in life. yeah go into different directions, and if they are in different stages of life, or you maybe move on to different stages and they didn't, but you continue to hang out because it's like oh, old friends. Uh, so I guess it also blossomed but it just in very different ways yeah is that the same for you Lin? 
I'm on the receiving and the giving end eh, in terms of like, you know, giving more leeway because of the years of knowing each other. Because mm-hmm. with the OG crew, I've disappeared for periods of time before. But they always welcome me back with open arms. They're like family. Because of your relationship situation. Yes. yes. Always because of that. Or it's because of like, they, they might have gone off on another tangent in life. And then I've gone on because they've gone to like study local use or whatnot. Even during the studies time, right? But they were OG. Uh. So there are times where I look back and there's a, a much later on when we kind of still started hanging out more together again. I would tell them uh, I say you know hey, thank you for like taking me back because it's been so many years right and and the fact that they never got mad at me for disappearing that they understand um then right now it's, it's kind of like okay la, even if you're not there you know that they're gonna have your back anyway so mm-hmm. you know it's it's a very rare thing but at the same time you also don't push on luck la. you know if they need help you know you've got to be there for them too then on the other hand I also have friends who because of the years together or you know just what we've been through together you you want to give a little bit of leeway then they need to rent or when they need something mm-hmm. from you you want to be there for them so both a receiver and a giver in that sense so quite quite emotionally quite balanced at quite this balanced. point <laughs> yeah. Michelle, I think for mine I, I mean like there are certain groups that I see constantly there are groups of people that I consider as my close friends that I don't contact them for a year but every time when we pick up a conversation it feels like we never that the distance was never an issue la. so they still remember what was the last conversation that we had and then we just continue on from there um, but like I agree with them like as you grow older you drop off people that are no longer serving your life so I think I shared previously before in um, the earlier podcast like I have friends who we were friends for more than 10 years, but suddenly this person is cut out of my life and stuff. At a point in time, like there was a confusion as to why, you know, we invested 10 years of our life together. Why suddenly this person just ghosted me or like I ghosted the person. But I guess like what Yiling say, we are all going to different directions. And as an adult, we just need to accept that, you know, not everybody are growing together with you. Some, like why do we face plastic sisters or like plastic friends is also like they look like they are supporting you but at the back they are just talking shit about you like your success to them is jealousy like you say why are you showing off to me you know that kind of stuff but you are not showing off you're just telling them and say hey you know I work so hard and this is my achievements and things like that so I think over the years my circle of friends become smaller and for myself I personally feel that as compared to when I was younger I'm a bit it's a bit more difficult for me to make friends or friends that I would consider them as close friends or people who know too much of about me yeah the example would be very simple when I go into a new workplace there are so many people that come to me and say oh hi you know I want to know about your personal life and, and things like that and then my head just like excuse me I'm not here to be friends with you guys we're just colleagues and stuff you don't even want to be plastic sister people I, at work la. no zero so but they keep trying so that's why now I do have a group of like work best friends like yourself, Joyce, that you know, like I can share stuff. I have compromising like, pictures yes, of you as You well. broke through the ozone layer I to see. my heart. I see. Yeah. Took a while, but yeah. yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but I think for you, uh, because you know the amount of times we interact, and I know that you also have a group of friends who most of them are married or have kids and you know, does does that change anything for any of you? I think for Eileen and myself, we have a common friend, our mutual friend that is married and have kids. Actually, she also put in a lot of effort to like meet us out, you know, bring her baby with um for our gatherings and things like that. So it doesn't feel much difference from when we were younger. It's just that there are more added members to this um circle of friends. And then for other 
like my uni friends, those who are married, some of them really just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't feel like I need to chase back that, that friendship or what. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then just you lead your life, I lead my life, I'll just be happy for you. Uh, I don't think marriage is a showstopper per se because I have groups of friends who got married and then we've seen each other through relationships as well. Then they settled down and we're still, we still keep in contact and meet regularly. There are group of, groups of friends like that. And I have friends who have gotten married, have their kids. And I feel very guilty at times that I really want to be more involved with them. But the things that they want to do with their children, I, I, I can't necessarily participate. Yeah. Very awkward to have this auntie following Hanging around. Yeah, hanging around like, with, with this strange auntie. Eh? Do, you, auntie. do you get solicited for babysitting duties? No, I always volunteer. Yeah, I, but I, nobody wants to select you, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know whether this is <laughs> yeah I'm not shortlisted for that so I do you know there's always that, that that nagging feeling that you still want to be part of their life and I genuinely love their children but it's just I don't know why nobody selected me for the babysitting duties yet but, but I, I feel you eh, but I feel you so like for me right because my group of friends like my childhood friends uh, I I don't I don't remember if I shared this but I, when I was 15 and then subsequently the same group of people when I was 15 and 18, they kind of like gang up against me, the girls. Yeah, so we were 15, right? Then they would, they would, when in school, right? Then they would say like, oh, this guy, you know, uh, I don't know why, lah, okay? Don't know why they did this to me. They say, oh, this guy has a crush on you and blah, blah, blah. Then like to me, lah, basically, then I was like, okay. And then I started to ask, I started to say like, hey, actually, yeah, maybe I'm the guy, you know, like a bit, a bit, a bit like, Bit did see la, because 15, right? Then she's then she say like, oh, okay, I just she started noticing the guy, you know, try to talk to me and stuff. But actually, it's not true lah. Then I didn't realize that. So they were just having their own little fun, right? So after that, of course, yeah, I found out after a while. Then I was a bit like, okay, what's going on? So I like cut them off and then I go to another group of girls and I started hanging out with different people and stuff like that. Then this same group of Plastic Sisters came back again when I was 18. But this time, I'm a bit different. Right? I'm a bit stronger. I'm a bit more opinionated. I'm a bit more fun than them. Okay, So I like started like hanging out with them and a bunch of guys. I don't know if they hang out with me because the guys are hanging, like always look at me for going you know, to places for fun, doing more fun things. Then, But then something happened again. Maybe the, again, guys involved. Then they started to like, distance away from me one fine day and then what's going on and leave it up to one of the guys to tell me that this is going on then I was like okay this time I'm prepared already I'm less you know just cut these pictures off because ah, it's the same same shit different day right and one of the girls is still the same girl she looks the same everything is the same I don't know what's the value of being a me girl but hey that is the you know level set of the mean girl in my life already then I'm like what's this sad pathetic living that keeps doing this same <laughs> shit over and over again then I'm like, okay, never mind. Since you want to do that, then let's not keep in touch. That's why I don't have any secondary school friends anymore because bitches be bitches, man. Seriously. So, yeah, then I like come back to the whole ex-colleague, blah, blah, blah. So, naturally, you don't keep in touch as often. And at different times, you, you reach out to different people that understand what you're going through in your work and in your life or the same age and stuff. So, of course, there are people that got married, blah, 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 right? So, again, I feel the same good as you. Like, the moment the person get married or start to shift their focus they have more they have to take on more responsibility in your life then of course the amount of time that in a pie towards friends gets smaller so naturally I don't want to for me I don't feel like I want to inconvenience a person with minor problems in my life so I start to also distance myself away I feel like sometimes if 
they feel the value of catching our view, they will also come and reach out to you. Uh. It shouldn't always be one way, right? Yeah. So I started to value the two-way relationship, whether it's, like you said, marriage is not a showstopper, but when the child comes next, then there is lesser time and lesser things that we have in common because it's a natural progression in life already. And especially as I love children, I can only admire them from a distance, like preferably. So I cannot go to, like, I know my friend makes an effort to bring the kid out, then we go to the museum or whatever together. That's fine. But it just gets harder and harder moving forward. Then, of course, slowly, slowly, they disappear. Like, your friend was very nice. She opened her house up. You guys go over with the dog and the children. So it's easier for them. But I don't have any good examples of that from my end. Uh, and, and naturally, I start feeling like, okay, once the kid comes along, then it's a, it's a natural showstopper already. Lah. Yeah, so uh, have to feel a bit sad sometimes and grieve over the friendship. But it happens, right? Like, like it's, ne- it's normal, right? So uh, I think I want to really give props to the mutual friend yes. uh, that Meisha and I have. Basically, it's one of our best friends. And I think the amazing thing that she's done is actually she's the only one in our group who's basically done life according to the template, so yeah. to speak. So she add human and animals, and animals to the clique. You know, it will always be five of us. Adding living yeah. things to the equation. Yes, Correct. Yes. She's it's, the only yeah. one doing. I mean, till today, we still joke that if we were to go uh, to the, like a wedding thing, right, the table cannot fill 10 people because we don't have enough human. <laughs> you don't have yeah. enough human to the equation <laughs> to fill the table. Yeah, and in the last 10 years, it has been her. Even she has been like, oh, guys, like I'm trying here. Are you guys going to try as well? But, She's very productive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But never once did she make us feel bad about ourselves. Like she, so I think I agree with Lynn. Marriage is not a showstopper. Like where you are in life, it's really the effort because she continues to open up her home and like, guys, I'm cooking, come over. Even when she has kids, right? It's always, she never makes us feel like second or anything. She infects her to her. It's like, oh, we have a new addition to the family to our family our so big rare, friendship family so rare. yeah so it's like she got a dog right but all of us got a new dog kind of Aww. except for Meishan because Meishan still has like this love-hate relationship with the yeah, dog yeah Meishan like, can I just like, put it out there the dog now has no boundaries it just comes closer and closer to me each time <laughs> She's invading took, our ozone. Took, took five seven years. years. Seven, seven years. years. Yes. Oh, only Fisher. took seven years, huh? The distance kept closing like one centimeter each year. So it's getting there. Sometimes they 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 kind of brush touch, brush through. <laughs> Yeah, but it's really nice. Even like with her husband, she keeps trying to include him into our group. So she makes us. She continuously makes us feel like the family. Mm. So I think that's that. I also. Uh, actually have a lot of uh, friends who are okay not a lot like a couple of friends especially like this year or this last two years they are all going through like a divorce so it's also like uh, quite interesting to see like uh, you know sometimes right okay marriage is not the end or then these friends also came back okay not even came back uh, some of them didn't never left so I have friends over the years who like they have kids they are married but of course, there are friends who also drop off. Like, they start to prioritize kids and you you, you can tell one, but like, you go out with them and all they talk about is, oh, my kid's like that, my kid's like that. I think the differentiating point is if they make you feel bad about mm. like, oh, you are the single person, Agreed. you will never understand. Or they, keep, or they keep telling you like, oh, maybe you should find someone. Exactly. Join but, me in the boat of misery. Yeah, but <laughs> that's, kids. that's when things are either very good or very bad. But it's like, 
if you tell them, oh, but we're actually happy where we are, then cannot, cannot. It's like, oh, you don't, you haven't, like, tried life properly. Yeah, but they also try to understand where we are coming from as well. But at the same time, of course, they encourage us to join in. Join the the misery. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I do have some friends where they have kids, right? And I have this friend in particular, she never makes her, she always consider her child as another person. That means when we hang out, she'll be like, oh, this person is joining. She never says things like, oh, this little kid, oh, I have to bring my child. Like it, So it never feels like we are bringing a child out, even though the kid is like two, three years old. Oh, yeah. But do so, they ask if should I bring my child out? Is that an option? Uh, Depends on the activity. So if we do something very adult, she will go and think by herself, like, okay, is this something my kid can join? If it's something, okay, let's just bring her, let's go party. Okay, maybe it's a kid-friendly party, but... I like the fact that she never, even from that level, she doesn't make us feel like, oh, it's a kid thing again. Or for her kid, right? Oh, this is like, you are a child, you're following us. Even when we go out, she'll let the kid know, oh, like, treat her like an adult. On the flip side of bad examples, I have uh, another, friend, another friend, she has a group of girlfriends that come from school. So it's four of them. So out of the four, three have children. She's the only single one. So of course, the conversation not very much there lah. She don't really mm. reply because she don't know how to say, right? It's all about children. Then when they go out, it's always about, so what does the kid, oh, is this the kid's birthday? Oh, is this restaurant child-friendly? So she feel very sidetracked. Like she's the, by the way thing. Then this kid becomes the priority. Like all the kids become the priority. So she feels like, very sien, no? like it's not girly time. It's just them with their children. Then of course, there's sometimes there's drinking involved and there's no kids. But primarily, the conversation and the, the focus does not excite her anymore, which is very sad because they've been friends for more than 20 years, right? Since they were like 14. So that is also a very adverse example. She also chose not to drop them, but she chose to distance herself in a way. Like they only meet maybe once a quarter, then celebrate each other's birthday. They are going on a trip in July, so don't know if any drama will happen. But point is, there is good. there is always drama, okay? There is always drama regarding this group of little people. But... It's just that kind of... Then it boils down to like whether female friendships are shallow or not, right? So to a certain extent, I guess it is. It can be because we are a little bit more petty. Like I am petty, yes. Yes, just at least two volunteers in terms of that category. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah, oh, okay, agree. Okay. <laughs> Lynn, do you have any examples of like, uh, do you think female friendships are shallow? I'm sorry, I was just busy laughing in the background. I think shallow... It's probably a more appropriate word than 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 petty. I mean, guys can be plenty petty too. Um, but sh- shallow, yes, but shallow in the sense that like there's a lot more expected from females, whether it's in the workplace or at home or, or whatever, right? So the prioritization of certain time and resources very scarce, right? We might have to like when you become a mother, you're expected to be a mother first, mm-hmm. then a wife then a daughter, then yourself. Where does the friend part come in between? And also, because of that, maybe we're always so set in that, that idea that our own personal friendships have to take a backseat all the time when everything else comes uh, before. The examples that you guys came up with just now, like if you have a friend who is able to find that right balance or be able to you know, take a stand and say, hey, you know, my friendship inclusive. is also inclusive. Is there my, my child is part of our lives not just my life not just my family's life right but we are all part of the same family they're okay you know it's it's a good way to find that balance so is it shallow i think yes but not necessarily intentional about it you know sometimes it's just how we are brought up how the society expects us to be so you come across as being shallow 
But then on the other hand, there are also people who are intentionally so um, just to get to some of their means, you know, to go to their goals. Uh, and, and once your value to them is is worn out, used up, then they're out of your life. Uh. Mm. Or you try is very hard. So I've had friendships where I'm always the one asking the person out. Yeah. And one day it hit me that, dude, it's been a few years after you've graduated. And I'm always the one asking you out. So let me try not asking you out for once. And I've never heard from her again. I just stopped asking her out. And that's it. So she literally just ghosted me right away. So Same. I'm like, wow. Why do you even bother? Like every time we go out, I kind of feel like uh, she's always telling me, like, oh, you know, you always go do fun things. You make me feel so good. Like it's so funny. And then suddenly what? I'm just a clown in passing. Uh. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. sad, right? No, but, but, but that is like uh, you reaching out standpoint, right? Like you keep reaching out. Then the person don't bother to reach out. But in their defense, although very weak defense, I have my best friends in college and in secondary school for the longest time. They have always been introvert and passive people. Like if you don't text them, they don't text you back kind of thing. They don't have, they don't actively reach out. I give, I know that they are like that. But at the same time, we all move along with time. So I also don't want to spend my energy to try and feedback into your life and see that, hey, so how are you? Like every time after we, I try like, so how are you? After a few sentences, like, that's it. Like there's nothing more to say because they are just that kind of people. Does that make sense? Like they are just introverts who don't, are not very good at sharing their lives. Mm, I think yeah. that's fine if to to an extent like if you are not good in texting or whatever that that's fine you know but it's very clear when it's not uh an effort because when you hang out with that person it's suddenly all fun and games you know and this person is extroverted likes to go out do a lot of things and I know she will hang out with another friend from the same era and they'll go out you know then it kind of just like different huh yeah so in comparison Exactly. So yeah. I think you never mind. Let me just try, try and, and then it, it happens, happens and, and I just say goodbye. Mm. Yeah, because mine is they just cannot deal, right? They are just <laughs> not that kind of people. So I, I get it and it's a mark to me. Now the boys in my court, if I want to continuously engage them, because one of them literally told me, uh, hey, you must reach out to me after this lab because I'm very bad at doing that. Oh, okay. She just concentrate on her life, on her thing. And she don't expand the attention out to that. And she does have kids. And she's married to another college mate. Mm. Uh, but that's trying. That's her telling you, I want to care, but I may forget. So that's trying. Yeah. But after the wedding, I stopped oh. trying. La. Because to me, it's like, again, uh, mm. married, then children, mm. different phase of life. Don't mm. have much things to say. Yeah. True. Mm. Sometimes I think it might be more insidious in a sense that because... We always pay attention to like, oh, what's the red flags when you date someone or what, what's gaslighting in a relationship? But we always neglect that uh, female friendships are also a kind of relationship. And we kind of like, like close one eye to it. Like, oh, we focus more on like the partner, the husband piece, the boyfriend piece. And if this guy does something, that's a red flag. But actually a lot of female friendships have a lot of red flags as well. And we don't discuss that. And sometimes I think maybe because, oh, we've been like friends since forever and like technically you are not married to them. So you kind of close one eye on those red flags. But actually there's a lot of gaslighting. So do you have any example of calling people out for their bullshit? What do you mean? Friends? friends? Yeah, fr- your female friends. Like call them out and honestly, do I don't like it when you say this. These days, yeah. When I realized that gaslighting is not just in 
romantic relationships but also in okay, friendships can you, can you give us an example because we're all laughing sheepishly but trying to confirm <laughs> if we're thinking the same thing okay so yeah. over the years there have been a few friends Meishan probably know and some of them we cut off completely like we our mutual friends right or maybe she cut us off I don't know but it has been very very toxic like the things she say will be very directed and and it's little things like that like oh uh i'm i'm saying this because i'm your best friend nobody else would dare to say this to you you know i say because i care yeah so there are people like that and you wouldn't realize you because you genuinely thought oh you've been with me since 15 years ago you must be very kind to me like you are my best friend okay okay i agree i should listen to you until over time you realize hey my my whole emotion my personality i'm starting to tweak and change things i'm pushing my boundaries because of the little things you say you start to walk on eggshells around them then you start to realize maybe this is a form of gaslighting as well and maybe there's something deeper than just like supposedly they are your best friends yeah so she she realized it very late so that friend that we are talking about I cut her off way earlier because of just one message. Uh, So there was some rift between ourselves and then I only got to know the story from Yiling. And then I was just like, okay, uh, since I'm like not involved in that whole thing, so I went to reach out to this person to say, hey, hi, how are you? That was like maybe 10 or 15 years ago. I can't remember. You know, the first thing that she asked me, she's like, oh, so what are you doing now? So I tell her like, oh, I'm still studying or whatever. Then she suddenly talk about herself, like she's earning a lot of money, uh, you know, HDB and all those things. So I'm just like, question mark, question mark, like, uh, excuse me, I'm just asking you, how are you? Just say, I'm fine, thank you, you know? But yeah, yeah. same thing happened to me, same person. So after a while, we started like talking about it, like with all of us and we were like, she what? didn't realise that y'all talked to each other. I, I, that's, I don't know actually. Actually, I have no idea. But so the funny thing was, there's this other girl that I was close with mm. and they the okay, girl, so girl A I'm close with. Girl B is our that mutual friend, right? This girl A and this other girl, they were not very on friendly terms, I guess. Not really friends when we all mm. know each other. But suddenly when they cut us off from the group, right, they become best friends, eh? So you're the same toxic people, lah. Yeah, so the to us they are toxic, but maybe to them we are toxic. Yeah, because they're toxic together, man. But that's what we think. Yeah. But on the other side, they could it could be because there's this like underlying issue that's happening within the this the circle of friends. Undercurrent. Maybe. And then like so they think that we are siding this other mm. party and not siding them. They or basically like that. force us to make a decision. Are you choosing this person or me? And we're like you are the ridiculous one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a like lot game of, of thrones. <laughs> it's a lot of this very little toxic traits uh, which you don't realize until we all sit down like five years later drink coffee and tell the stories and then we're like huh really and then you realize well okay it's great that we cut this person off but for Ealing she did try to reconnect with that particular friend which I which I questioned a lot but I didn't tell her until she decided to cut her off they were just like because it's the same every time (laughs) every time I try to connect it's the same thing oh how much are you making It's always comparison. Like, okay, oh, Lin, Lin, know, is, Lin is uh, <laughs> exasperated at all kinds of emotions. Yeah, something similar. Yeah, do you want to tell me what you feel about this? No, I don't know why you want to make friends with your extended family again. Like, it feels like you already have a set of blood relatives who will question your life decision. Why would you want to make non-blood related, uh, related people the same time that you have to deal with 
I mean, it comes with the domain of like, actually, if the more girls you have together, the more drama there will be, right? Yeah. And I, I feel that sometimes the drama is just, maybe it's in, a lot of times it's in our own head. And I was just telling Joyce earlier that sometimes the drama goes over my head and I have no idea what's going on. It's good to be oblivious like that. Because sometimes, I, I mean, I've had occasion where I see them as good friends. Or like at least amicable friends and like we work together, all, all nice and good. And I'll call one of them sis, like that's it, that kind of thing, like big sister. I didn't know that this was like a queen bee thing happening at work until somebody else told me that, hey, don't take it to heart. Then I'm like, take what to heart? <laughs> so I had no idea that they were plotting and scheming some things and dropping hints along the way to try and make me feel outcast. Or like, you know, they were asked, actually they were asked similar questions like, oh, where did you get that back from? Or you know, I just bought Chanel last week, that kind of thing, which at a, at a younger age, like 20-something, you're just working or you're saving a bit of money, then you feel like, oh, this big sister is, you know, you know uh, my idol, I want to be like her one day, maybe own the Chanel, own a man or something, right? But then, at the end of the day, the intention for them to say something like that to you is so that you can either say, no, like, you're doing very well, you know, validate their ego. So to me, because I'm so oblivious, I didn't do that. I don't know what happened in the background with the with the bees and everything else, right? Obviously, they didn't get what they need. And then I just walked away unscathed because I had no idea what was going on. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's the best, though. That's the best. There are so many meetings why she don't get it, you know. There are so many meetings like, why this Lynn never get what we are trying to say? I really see this, yeah, but she never reaction, eh. I'm trying to carry off her. The, meeting, here, why, eh. the, the topic is why... Uh, why is Lynn not reacting? They put a meeting room, you know, they put the subject line as Lynn, you know, then they all sat down and had a meeting like us, like what we are doing now for at the table and then they start to Zoom meeting, you know, like PowerPoint, why did she not get it? You know, all the talking points, how can we further aggravate her? What is our next step? They try to project it, you know. They try to be solution driven, eh? Yeah. But nothing came out of it. And then this, this asshole is just like, huh, what's going on? They were like, they were so upset, you know, together. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah. I think it's, it's gone on for quite a bit. And obviously, there were things that... And and, I, and I, after I know about it, after I start to think about, oh, in retrospect, oh, so that's what they're trying to do. I do felt no animosity or anything. Because it, it's just too much drama. So that's a story. The expressions a lot just now we're talking about, like, oh, trying to still reach out to friends who try to, like, gaslight you or put themselves in the center of the universe while you're just a side piece to highlight their achievements, right? Uh, sis got no time for that. Seriously. Sis also don't really realize that. <laughs> la. <laughs> That's the best part. Okay, so for, for me, right, I don't have such winner friends. I don't have such friends that feel like they are a winner. Can I put it that very sad for them? Can I put it that way? Because it, it's never about bragging to me. Meisha is like, fuck. No, they're, they're not bragging to me. I don't know what they try to, to feel less pathetic or. The, the questions pointed at me is very different. Like, it was not about how they want me to feel validated. It was a question, uh, it's very funny, asking for feedback. Okay? Like, do you feel like I'm this, this, this? And then, silly old me is like, you ask me, I'm going to give it to you. Like, wait, right? I'm gonna you have a PowerPoint it. presentation? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I have a couple of talking points already prepared. Like, in case somebody asks me, Again, never ask me about what you feel about something unless you want to hear the absolute truth about it. So I said, I think it was not just me. It was the four of us. Like, I remember we had, we had a vacation in an island situation. So we were sitting in the pool, drinking. And then you were drinking, you get even more truthful after drinks that you literally unleash. So she asked this question not towards just me, but to the other two girls as well. So think, 
again, alcohol, CEO asked things that, you know, she can, since she also drank, so she probably can take the truth, right? So we all gave it to her. And, and it was like a very generic question, what do you think of me, da, 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 this, right? And then we all gave, 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 talk, talk. And then she couldn't take it, eh. And she started acting out, eh, in the middle of a vacation. Yeah, and then we were so shocked. Then I was like, what the fuck is going on? Hey, you know, it was a private villa pool situation. She started swimming laps eh, in the pool. Eh. She agreed to give the pent up frustration <laughs> some way. And then it's like, what? You asked this question, then we gave you what we think, and you couldn't take it. And then you started like doing this. Then, yeah, then we, the three of us were each other like, what? The, did, did, did you not ask the question? And was she also what like this? a, like a, oh, you got no problem. You okay? Every one. fairy answer. She crazy, yeah. She really crazy, this person. Even your parents won't say that. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But, I mean, it's an absolute human right to cut her off after this, right? Because, like, what else would you do? And this is not just the only episode. Like, before that, uh, it was one New Year's Eve. I think she gets a little bit triggered after alcohol. Like, she's probably not the best person to drink. And she was rolling along Holland Village floor like the yeah on the pavement on the on the driveway because of something it was new year's eve that day right so of course we drank a lot then again she asked another question or something happened then she started like refused to get up so a lot of this kind of like when she drinks a lot of this kind of weird episode then we got to like take care of her after that like this whole swimming thing also we have like we have to ask her to stop at some point right although all of us were just sipping our wine just Ask each other what's going on. Then, like, you know, it was before that, it was a, a nice atmosphere. You know, music was playing out loud. We were just drinking and in the pool, chill, wine, and everything. Then, this thing happened. Then, it's like, hey, we are here to we spend our money and time to have an absolute good time, not to watch you falter in front of us and act out in front of us. Eh. I'm not here to childcare you. Eh. And we were already in our early 20s. Like, at that point, it's mature enough to not act out already. Eh. So, that was the last time we engaged, okay? But she will keep trying. Like, she's a nice person. She will keep trying to reach out after that. She will even go to one of the girls' house and she's very close to my friend's mother. She goes to the house before she arrives home, talk to the mom, say hi. You know, she's very nice. She's a very nice person. But when she chooses to take such drastic actions for God knows what reason, like how she feels about herself, that's where it, gets down, it goes downhill. Lah. As much as I would like to share and and be really genuinely concerned about you. I don't want to take whatever this is on, on me because I don't have a solution for you. And it's not right to act out on your friends that way, that inconvenient them, right? If you want to talk to us genuinely one-on-one, like how can we actually improve? You know, what kind of, you know, should, what is the, gen, like this is the opinion, what is the constructive feedback that I can take? Then that's fine. But not acting out because you cannot take the constructive feedback opinion or any opinion you ask for actually so that's that's my very very scary example yeah but outside of that like what Lin was saying like you know the, the work friendship and blah 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 there are a lot of people who tell you yeah I've connected I know this this that person then when you actually ask for help silence cannot cannot deliver so in the business world there are a lot of this kind of uh, airy fairy people like oh yeah harara you know they all, yeah I know this person blah 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 but at the end of the day, it's all, it's all a scam. Like. They just want you to feel a certain way about them. And then um, there are also work people that are little click, clicks, like all girls clicking, clicking in front of you. It's like, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's good. You know, can. Yeah, sure. But deep down, it's like, fuck. Like, why is this people micromanaging me? Or like, you know, why, why can't they find their own solution? Like, no, but I'm not going to share this with them, you know? So there are a lot of two-faced bitches, especially in the workplace. Really, really. 
yeah, I'm sure y'all have quite a lot of examples of two-faced pictures, right? We hope all of you had fun tuning in to part one of Enough of Plastic Sisters, featuring our friends Lin and Yiling. Stay tuned for part two in the next podcast. As always, if you have any feedback, topics you want us to speak about, you can always reach us at notenoughasia1.5 at gmail.com. Here next time. Goodbye.